Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Thursday. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day one hour from now. If you like betting football, fantasy football, getting smarter with football, Greg Cosell, 15-minute NFL meat sandwich. J-Mac, you know, I don't view myself as a contrarian. I think most of the time I agree with America on most stuff, politically, sports, Movies. If I like a movie, it's a popular movie. If I like a band, it's mostly a popular band. I, I don't. I'm not trying to go the other way, except on this Jim Harbaugh thing. Oh, okay, interesting. I th- always thought you were a contrarian. I certainly am. You are. A That's contrarian. how I got here. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't think I am. Um, but the Jim Harbaugh thing, I think I see it differently um, than almost everybody I read and listen to. I respect Jim Harbaugh as a CEO of Michigan football more today than I did before all this sign stealing. Think about this. Goes on the road against the top 10 team. On the road. He's not on the field. Surrounded by controversy. Not even reliant on his first-round quarterback, they don't throw a pass in the second half, and they win. When Ohio State lost to Georgia, they blamed the refs and an injury to Marvin Harrison. Ohio State was reliant on officiating and a wide receiver to win a game in a neutral field. Harbaugh and Michigan go on the road, aren't even reliant on a first-round quarterback. Didn't care about the officials. Jim doesn't have to be on the field. Controversy swarming everywhere. You are officially a good boss if the company's as good when you're not there. 
when you're not reliant on everybody being healthy, on getting every break from the officials. It's further proof that college football is about recruiting number one, building a staff number two, and building a culture number three. A plus, A plus, A plus for Harbaugh. Lincoln Riley knows the X's and O's. He's a great play caller and play designer. But their defensive staff is weak. They're completely, utterly reliant on their quarterback. His team lacks balance and can't land great defensive players out of high school. That's the difference. USC, who's struggling, is the opposite of Michigan. Lincoln Riley has to be on the field. The quarterback has to be the center of the offense. That is a great boss. The smartest people in the world in finance, in business, can make money and not work. They have what they call passive income and assets, not just jobs. They make money while they sleep. And that's Harbaugh. Hey, I'm not even going to be there. We can have controversy surrounding the program. I won't even pass the ball in 2023. We can be on the road. Irrelevant. We'll pound Penn State. That is a great businessman. Don't complain about the officials. Oh, if this receiver didn't get hurt, they're not even relying on the quarterback. Jeff Bezos has a line about this. Richest guy in the world, Amazon. We all use Amazon. He said, you need to be thinking two or three years in advance. And if you are, why do I need to make 100 decisions today? I need a handful of high-quality decisions. Warren Buffett says he's good if he makes three good decisions a year. And I really believe that. That's Harbaugh. That is Jim Harbaugh. Doesn't have to be there. Doesn't have to rely on a wide receiver, staying healthy. Can be on the road, not get every call, not use his quarterback, a first-round quarterback. Controversy swarming everywhere. All of it irrelevant. Joel Klatt thinks he's staying at Michigan and, and has a feeling he knows the reason why. When you're around the Michigan team, program, coaches, athletic director, water boy, ball boy, they are pissed. And they play like it. They play like it. There is just a huge part of me that believes, believes that he has told the powers that be at Michigan, I'm staying. And that's why they're digging their heels in for him and supporting him. Glad they are. Hope he stays. Be great in the NFL. He's been great everywhere. Small college San Diego. Academic school Stanford. NFL San Francisco. Big Ten Michigan. Same reason every time. Culture, recruiting, and staff. Always willing to pivot. Not reliant on others for success. All right. So, uh, Bronco receiver Cortland Sutton. Pretty funny. Goes on the internet. He built a Russell Wilson apology form. <laughs> he says, all you guys need to apologize to Russell Wilson. And uh, it's gotten, you know, over the course of, uh, I'd say, my lifetime. Uh, I, I live by a couple of rules. I'm a pretty simple person. But if something doesn't make sense, then I'm not going to try to argue that it makes sense. And you can remember last year when Russell Wilson is struggling. Almost 100% of you kept saying he's washed. 
And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. I went to historical numbers. There'd never been a quarterback who had four straight 100-plus passer ratings and without a major injury was suddenly washed. I said, it's got to be Hackett. It, it can't be. Well, Russell Wilson, through the first nine games of this year, if you go back to last year and look at his numbers, and then you look at this year's numbers, it's unbelievable. Last year, he was Desmond Ritter. This year, he's Joe Burrow. Now, we know the difference between a great player and a bad player. Do we now understand the difference between a bad coach and a great coach? It's even more impactful. He's got basically a, a healthier left tackle, the same roster. Had to rebuild all of it. His 2022 numbers, he completes 59% of his throws. This year, he's 68. His passer rating, 83 to 104. I, I mean it. The first couple games this year when I watched, I'm like, is everybody right? Is he washed? I don't get it. But it took time with a great coach. It doesn't matter how great you are. Let's double down on this. It's hard to overcome a poor supporting cast. Think I'm wrong? Go look at Tom Brady's last year in New England as the empire was eroding. Tom's passer rating was in the 80s. His completion percentage was 60. A year later, he won the Super Bowl. Had one of his best years ever. It's why I always defended Andrew Luck's career. Can you imagine Andrew Luck with Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, or Kyle Shanahan? He put up remarkable numbers surrounded by utter incompetence everywhere. We have always known the gap between a good player and an average player is, is sizable. How about the difference between Hackett and Sean Payton? I went and looked at Russell Wilson's Seattle numbers his last several years. You know what they are? Exactly what his numbers in Denver are. If something doesn't make sense, don't rely on the internet for the answers. It's called Google. It's a search engine. It works. Go find real answers. It made absolutely no sense that a quarterback with no age or injury, he's not 40, he's in his mid-30s, could go from four years at a certain level and be absolutely washed. And I'll admit this year, after two games, I'm like, the hell is this? I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense because it's not possible to go from really good to washed. Nuance, context. Mark Schlereth, he may not be the old Russell, but I think he's about 80% of it. But Mark Schlereth, who hosts a popular radio show in Denver and sees every big moment for the Broncos, discuss Russell this year. I think the number one thing that Peyton has impressed upon me is it's important to know your strengths, but it's more important to know your weaknesses and then to mitigate those potential weaknesses. And I think Peyton really assessed what he has in Russell Wilson and the rest of this football team and said, okay, here's how we're going to win. We're going to try to run it with our running backs about 35 times a game. We're going to try to limit Russell Wilson to about 24 attempts a game. We're going to control the tempo of the game, the pace of the game, the time of possession. And in doing that, we're going to put the other team under pressure. If something doesn't make sense, Russell Wilson, 100 passer rating, 102, 103, 104, too washed. It doesn't make sense. Don't let anybody talk you into it makes sense. Russell's back to being Russell, mostly. Doesn't quite have the same juice. We can all see that. Not quite as twitchy. But when you watch them in Buffalo, multiple laterals, 
best throw of the game, moving in the pocket, multiple scrambles. Doesn't look quite the same. Not quite as twitchy, not quite as quick. But very good to wash. Never made sense. All right, J-Mac. A lot of stuff going on. The Draymond Green stuff got people worked up. This is... I didn't even realize this, but as you're explaining Russell Wilson, I start looking at some of the advanced stats. You're saying he's have a better season than Lamar Jackson, than C.J. Stroud, by some of these advanced numbers. Now, they're just data points, but like I did not see that coming. And I didn't realize that Peyton had turned this around so quickly. Yeah. It's, we, we always know, you know, Sauce Gardner of the Jets to a bad corner. We're like, yeah, that was, you can see that on TV. I'm not sure if everybody understands bad head coach to great head coach what it does for a team. I mean, literally 100% of people. I mean, I was on an island last year. I'm like, he can't be washed. There's absolutely no way he can be washed. There's no major injury. He's 35. It doesn't, and he works out like a, you know, he's not like personal life. You'd be like, he's a bit of a partier. You're like, dude is obsessed with working out. It made no sense. But we could also agree he's not winning games for Denver. He's no, no, just no. not losing. That's that's right. right. He's. But I would say when you watched it Monday, you saw a lot of Seattle, a lot of the laterals, the best throw of the game, moving the pocket. He doesn't look. He doesn't have kind of that extra jet fuel. He doesn't. He doesn't feel. But he is mid thirties. He is a mobile quarterback. Kyler Murray at mid thirties is not going to look like Kyler Murray now. Yeah. Stafford, by the way, as good as he is, he's always banged up now. Aaron Rodgers, late 30s, is banged up. Like, it, it doesn't look quite the same. Brady was an outlier where the Tampa first year looked like it, the Randy Moss years. You can't go from one thing to the other drastically without an explanation. Yeah. And there was never an explanation. That's because he wasn't washed. Uh, one hour from now, little less, Greg Cosell. I have a great parlay for you this weekend, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users... Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I always take good teams that have been humiliated the week before. Jags got hammered by the Niners. I'll take a minus six and a half to cover at home against the Titans. No way the Rams beat the Seahawks twice. Seattle's minus one, a better, younger, healthier team. I'll take Seattle. Broncos at home, minus two. I know it's a short week off the Monday night football win, but I think the Josh Dobbs story has limitations. Go Denver. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. 
Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So last year there was that big controversy where uh, in the in the preseason Jordan Poole and Draymond Green uh, had a skirmish and Draymond Green decked him and everybody freaked out. But yet Steve Kerr's reaction was he was upset the video got out. And I kept saying, I've got it sourced. Nobody likes Jordan Poole. He's bad for chemistry. Nobody can stand him. He's immature. Now, that doesn't give you a right to deck people, but when you taunt people and you're immature as a pro athlete and one of the people you taunt is the NBA's current tough guy, you may get popped. It's not a sidewalk on the street. It's practice. You're taunting somebody. I wouldn't even recommend taunting somebody on the sidewalk, but stuff happens in sports that you don't see. Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr, I said over and over again. You just didn't see it. Tiger Woods wasn't the only guy to have an affair on the tour. It's the one you heard about. Don't pretend what you see on the internet is the truth or the only truth. There's lots of truths. I heard a story yesterday about Conor McGregor. My head is still spinning. Most of us will never, most people will never hear about it. The reality is Draymond Green got into a wrestling match the other day and people get very upset about it. Why would he ever change? Eight times all-defensive team. One-time defensive player of the year, four rings. Absolute lock for a Hall of Famer. And next to Steph Curry, the second most important person in a 10-year dynasty. But Colin Jordan Poole is an irrelevant NBA player. Was, is, and will be for the rest of his career. The Wizards are 2-9. and nine. He's underachieving at 16 per He can't even be the best player on that mess, and people are already making fun of him. He is irrelevant and annoying and immature. 
You may not get Draymond. Steve Kerr does. Joe Lacob, the billionaire, does. Steph Curry, Clay, they all do. Sometimes you've seen couples argue they're a little crazy. You and your wife can't figure out how they stay together, but they've got a great family, a great business. You don't get them. You don't have to. The people that need to understand Draymond Green get him. And the positives overwhelm the occasional chokehold, punch at practice, semi-controversy. But no, in the room, in the plane, on the bench, he's an absolute catalyst. Well, you're just defending him because... Because he's the greatest defensive player in the league over the last decade with four rings and eight-time first or second all-defense. Everybody always wants a physical team. You hear that all the time. USC isn't physical enough. Your NBA team's not physical enough. And then when you get a physical guy, this is what it looks like. The occasional punch at practice. The occasional chokehold defending his player. I know it makes you totally uncomfortable. That's because you saw it, and that stuff happens all the time, and you don't. But if somebody picked on my star in hockey, Gretzky always had a guy. Always had a guy. Draymond is that guy. Somebody's got to clean up the trash. Somebody's got to be the bouncer on the skinny jeans nightclub. Everybody complains. They want physicality. When you get it, this is what it looks like. The enforcer, the supporter, the think later, act now to defend my guy. This is what it looks like. And it is, at times, hard to explain. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. 
Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, uh, you know, sometimes there's a gap between uh, what the fans think is important and what's really important from professionals in professional football. There's a lot of pushback on Caleb Williams at USC. Folks, his career at USC, he has a 7-1 to touchdown-to-turnover ratio. He's getting picked number one. He has 92 touchdowns and 13 turnovers. 7-1. to in a two-year stretch. But Colin, this year, oh, what about this year? His efficiency numbers this year are up with a weaker O-line and no Jordan Addison, a first-round receiver who's tearing it up in pro football. This year, he's got 40 TDs and seven turnovers without Jordan Addison in a tougher conference with a weaker offensive line. Nobody in the NFL cares about crying in the stands with his mom. Nobody cares about painting his fingernails. Nobody in the league cares about that. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think they care much about winning and losing. Patrick Mahomes' college record was 13-19. and 19. Jalen Hurts had to transfer. Jared Goff, 14-23. and 23. Nobody cares. Justin Fields, Tim Tebow, Colt McCoy, Vince Young, unbeatable. Danny Werfel, unbeatable in college. Not good in the pros. There's only three quarterbacks. I've been doing this a long time. You know that. Three quarterbacks I've said a year before they were going to leave college. Yeah, that guy's getting drafted number one. Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, and Caleb Williams. You want to you want to draft Drake May? Knock yourself out. Does he have a 7-1 to one touchdown to turnover ratio? With a shaky O-line? <laughs> and the ACC's not nearly as good as the Pac-12. So I... All this talk about, oh, he it's like the top of the eye chart. You ever go to see an optometrist, top of the eye chart, first line you can see from, a, you know, 25 feet away? That's Caleb Williams. It may get fuzzy, line four, five, and six as you get older, but the top line or two, you can see it when you walk into the office. This is not a tough one. Trevor Lawrence, not a tough one. Andrew Luck, not a tough one. Joel Klatt, uh, as big a fan as Caleb has, talks about traits, which is what pro guys care about. He can control the game from the pocket, you know, and, he, and he, he can control the game with his mind. Those are two. He's got the requisite arm, clearly. Um, he can create outside of the pocket when things break down, and he's a threat with his legs. He's the only guy that, that I have covered in college football that is excellent in all five categories. Yeah, all the crying with mom, he's emoting. He's a human being, not a human doing. It's okay to emote his fingernails. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody in the NFL cares about that nonsense. It's like Car- It was like Carmelo LeBron. Well, Carmelo can do this, LeBron. Don't 
overthink the room. Just take LeBron. That's the right pick. So uh, I've never seen a player talked about who has no chance to make an impact in the NFL quite like Aaron Rodgers. So Robert Sala, old Jets guy McIntyre, is beating up on him. My takeaway is Sala's teams are consistent, and he's aced his side of the ball. I would not touch him. I think Sala's really good. And uh, so Robert Sala, though, has to comment again about uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers as that sort of hovers over the franchise, and here's the coach. Aaron's a big boy, grown man, and uh, uh, no one's going to know Aaron's body like Aaron knows his body. And if he feels, after all the doctors clear him, and I'm sure there's a million of them, I have no idea on that stuff, but if if Aaron says he wants to play, he's going to play. Aaron is a really good radio, television, New York Post content creator. He's good for us. I mean, during the course of a season, I'm always looking for five, six minutes to fill. It's a Thursday. Don't have a game to talk about. Ravens, Bengals tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But he's going to have no impact this season if he returns. And I'd make an argument. He'll never have an impact in the NFL again. Ever. Not anti-Aaron Rodgers. His last year in Green Bay with a better O-line, with an offensive coach, he had no impact. He couldn't beat the Lions at home in Lambeau. Couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. At this point forward, he provides content, and he's good at it. But NFL impact for Aaron Rodgers, if I had to vote today, I'd be like 85-15. Won't happen. I mean, there's a chance. But, I mean, does everybody understand the Jets aren't close? Now, think about this offensively. And we know it's an offensive league because the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts and Mahomes, nobody could stop either. Nobody could stop those guys. Niners could not stop Patrick Mahomes last year with that defense. And Niners couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. Nobody can stop anybody. So they got about six holes with offense. you got to be able to score. As good as Buffalo's defense can be, their offense is struggling. So nobody's taking Buffalo seriously. They need a number two receiver and a number three. They need a legitimate tight end. They need at least four new offensive linemen. I like Elijah Vera Tucker. He's never healthy. They need a more reliable backup running back, and I'd argue they could do better at offensive coordinator. You tell me. Their best offensive lineman can't stay healthy. Garrett Wilson's good, but they don't have a two or a three. They didn't want to pay Alan Lazard. They had to. Name a single New York Jet. One that would start for the 49ers on offense. Garrett Wilson! Well, they like Brandon Ayuk, too. And though Wilson was a higher recruit, Garrett Wilson, PFF grade, grades below Brandon Ayuk. Look at the numbers for our TV audience. And what's interesting is Wilson's getting more looks. That's your one jet. I would start. I can guarantee you the Niners would not give up Brandon Ayuk. They think he has more talent, and it's just starting to surface with a new quarterback. That's the one jet. That's your big star. They also have Debo, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, a very inexpensive Brock Purdy, George Kittle. Find a jet that can start for offense. I think Aaron's great for content. 
He's interesting. He has big opinions. Uh, he, he's, he's, you know, I mean, politics, vaccine. He's an interesting guy. I, I wouldn't deny that. He pushes back an authority. Those kind of people could be Joe Rogan. It could be Aaron Rodgers. Those kind of people are interesting. They get a lot of trending, a lot of trending on the Internet. But if you had to bet today, 401K, push chips to the table, big impact going forward or none, I'd be on none. This offense has a mile to go. You don't think Hackett's an elite O.C.? Saul is a defensive coach. We shouldn't hold him responsible for Aaron. He'll be 40 off an Achilles injury with one guy that you could argue could start for the Niners. Go look at the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Who starts? Who starts for the Jets there? Brees Hall? Okay. That's it. A.J. Brown is starting over Garrett Wilson. I mean, just ask yourself. Start looking around. Where do the Jets have starters? So they have about six holes to fill on offense. To me, you got to move some of that defense. You have some salary cap. There is some salary cap. They're kind of middle of the pack. Don't think that Aaron clogs up all the money. He doesn't. They've got a little bit of money here. So you could go buy a left tackle. That could solve something and allow your first pick to be a receiver, not a left tackle. If I ran the Jets, first pick, left tackle. Second round, don't have one. Could I trade somebody to get a second-round pick? That's what, But it has to be somebody on your defense because you can't give up Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. It is all you've got. All right, uh, two things. Number one, Ayuk, yes, he's having a better season than Garrett Wilson. That being said, he's in the Shanahan offense, mm-hmm. and you can't go ahead and double him the way everybody doubles Garrett Wilson because mm-hmm. there's nobody else scares you on the Jets. Mm-hmm. So you just load up on Wilson. Uh, otherwise, Kittle's open, McCaffrey, right. uh, Debo. Okay. I floated the idea that the Jets should explore everything on defense, trading even their elite cornerback, Sauce Gardner. It just sounded like you may be coming around on how do we get better quickly. If I could get a second, if I could get a number one pick and a two for for Sauce Gardner. A one and a two for a corner? I don't well, that's a, one and that's a two really for the rich. best corner in the NFL. You could get a one. I mean Tyreek Hill as like the one yeah, of the best receivers in the league. I don't think he fetched that. Now, well, now, now Sauce Tyreke is on the rookie like, deal, so he's a little cheaper. Oh, a little. Yeah. Tyreek Hill was a fortune and got multiple picks. I think you can get a one and a two. I don't know. To, to, I'm, all I'm saying I, I is I love Sauce Gardner. He's amazing. They ha- this is an offensive league. You got two guys that are elite. They and, need an offensive line, dude. It's bad. They need four guys, arguably, on their offensive front. Four. I like Elijah Vera Tucker. Dude, he's never healthy. And I think he's the best. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Here we go. Hour number two on a Thursday, live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, Julian Edelman stops by. He's so good. He's so great. It's Fox. We don't waste any time. We get the good ones. Last year, Sean Payton. This year, Julian Edelman. Wait until you get a load of who's on our football show every week next year. (laughs) Remember when Edelman was on here a a couple months ago making fun of me for being a Jets fan? I know. Yeah. How's life with the Patriots these days? <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, that's saucy. This will be fun. Speaking of the Patriots, um, according to Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, 
That sounds like a reputable source. The Boston Herald, they use the ink newspapers overnight. Breaking news. Andrew Callahan says Mac Jones has lost, quote, the vast majority of the locker room after week 10. Um, two reasons, I think, why he has. Number one, I think this New England staff has become a very weak offensive staff. Um, I said yesterday, this staff now is retreads, Belichick's kids, and players who played for Bill that can tolerate him. The really sharp minds, a lot of the young offensive people, they got, they got one no part of this staff. The young, smart scouts, they don't want any part of draft day for Belichick. Go look at their 2022 draft. That's all Bill controlled. One starter, eight stiffs. Um, I think first year, Mac Jones was very effective with Josh McDaniels. He left. The coaching's gotten worse. And the second thing is, Mac was always limited athletically, so he was somebody that needed weapons to flourish. And there's, a, there's an argument, and I think it's fairly conclusive, that Mac Jones had better running back and wide receiver talent at Alabama than he does in the NFL. And I don't think it's particularly close. So um, I think Mac Jones would look different if he had Brock Purdy's weapons and Kyle Shanahan. Of course, almost everybody would. But I don't, I don't think this is a fair representation after his rookie year of what he is, but I can also acknowledge he's been disappointing. I thought this was a perfect landing spot for him with Josh McDaniels. Once Josh left, it's the worst possible landing spot. Now, it should be noted duly. Go to Tom Brady's last year in New England. He had an 88 passer rating, which is lower right now than Sam Howell and Justin Fields. He completed 60% of his throws, did Tom 24 touchdowns, 8 picks. This thing was falling apart when Mac Jones got there. It's only gotten worse. The Matt Patricia move, at best, is puzzling. So I do think Mac Jones, if he's lost the locker room, uh, Gronk suggested he should just ask out and start over again. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's terrible if they go draft a quarterback. And if the Patriots lose to the Giants here in about a week, uh, they may get that. They may get that. Second pick. But I can acknowledge I thought this was the perfect spot for him. He wouldn't be relied on. They'd win with defense. He had Josh McDaniels. And he was very effective as a rookie. It has gone downhill. And I think they're going to go get another quarterback. According to this story by Andrew Callahan, uh, he's lost the locker room. We have hinted at that. J-Mac and I have hinted at that. I told you three, four weeks ago, I had been told that he was confronted last year by a, a member on the offensive group, a player, and that the coaching staff was basically furious with him in the offseason for looking for answers outside the building. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Three rings, 12 years in the NFL, third most receiving yards in the history of NFL playoff football. Julian Edelman, what a pleasure every couple of weeks we get you to stop by. You know, the um, I was thinking about something with Mac Jones the other day. So when I went from the other place, ESPN to Fox, uh, one of the reasons it was easy is because I knew people here, right? Like I was going East Coast to West Coast. I knew Howie Long. I knew a couple of the producers, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. But it, New England's very interesting. Their coaching staff is now Bill's kids, players that played for Bill, and some older dudes, you know, the Joe Judge, Patricia, Bill's guys. So you're Mac Jones. You walk into this. Alabama, this is not only NFL. It is an insular environment. 
And I could see Mac, you know, best players at Alabama, going up there, and it does feel like it's gotten worse every year. And my takeaway on in this is I think Mac is not athletic enough to overcome average wide receiver tight end talent. I think it was better at Bama. But I want you to talk a little bit about this, is that, I mean, even for you and Brady, it's a rough staff. It's, a, it's not an easy culture. It's demanding as hell. I mean, Tom probably doesn't play until Bledsoe gets hurt. You, one of the great receivers ever in playoff history, it was like year three. Four. Four. Five. So is there part of it that you think, you know, if the kid went to a little looser culture, more offensive leaning, it'd be a little easier? Uh, well, what about the example of, you know, you go to somewhere like San Diego for Justin Herbert, who didn't have an offensive line, who had a defensive coach in Anthony Lynn and didn't have the, the talent around him and, and was forced in the day before the game or day hours the before game. the game yeah. to go in and play, and, and he played. Uh, you know, if you're a guy, you're a guy, okay? And I'm not going to come out here and just bash on Mac. Yeah, it's been terrible for the whole unit. You know, one play, it's the offensive line. One play, the receiver slips. One play, a receiver drops the ball. There's a bad throw. And, and collectively, they're not doing well. But this is National Football League. If you don't win, the quarterback and the head coach – Get the blame. When you do win, the quarterback and the head coach get the blame. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's this is a production business, okay? And everyone keeps on wanting to say, oh, he's had three offensive coordinators. He's had the... So is had, Lamar Jackson. So is Lamar Jackson. And he's really only had two offensive coordinators. I had Billy O'Brien and Josh McDaniels, and that's the same scheme. That's the same. There's a couple wrinkles here and there, but you're fundamentally doing the same things. It's just been tough for Mac to execute in the high-pressure situations, and it comes down to his confidence. He's lost his confidence. And once you lose your confidence in this league, it's tough. I mean, I remember there was a couple times where you drop a ball or something here or there, and, and you start thinking about it the next play. Right. Easy play. Oh, this is going to be easy. You want, And you th when you're thinking about things, it's not allowing you to play fast. It's not allowing your subconscious to kick in and instincts to play the game for you. And, and that's what it's, it's been right now. He's, he's just lost his confidence. It, it sucks for him. But, you know, that's what's happened. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about uh, so a friend of mine went to dinner with Tom Brady the other day. Yeah. And I said, you know, Edelman and Brady, they need a year to go have fun, hang out with their kids. But I said, you yeah, know, Brady's too aspirational. He's not going to sit around on the couch. He yeah. wants to get to work. And I, and I thought about you because I'm like, you kind of disappear for a year. And I'm like, no, that guy, I, I'm like, I t people have asked me about you. And I'm like, he's going too fast. Up. He got, you can't, this guy's not a couch guy. Mm -hmm. And do you think Tom is reaching that point of, oh, I got to do something? Or do you think he's wildly busy every day and traveling the globe? Where's Tom at now? I think he's somewhere in between. I think his mind's always going. He's, he's a very uh, motivated guy. Yeah. So he has a lot of ventures in his life that he's attacking right now, and, he, and he's spending time with his family and doing things that he's never probably done with them this time of the year. But naturally, you have a body clock, and my body clock still goes off in the offseason in you know April where you're sitting there and you're like, we have a month until we're supposed to be ready. That just, <laughs> that just happens, especially when, you know, when you're an athlete, you're a creature of habit. Right. You know, and I did it for 12 years. He did it for 22 years. 
So I can only imagine what he's feeling right now when his body's feeling good. He's not loading his body. He's not getting hit. He's probably out there throwing the ball a little bit with Alex while he's rubbing his arm down still. <laughs> like, he definitely is probably a little anxious, but he, there's no way he's coming back. And, and he's definitely a guy that's working on a whole bunch of things. So tonight we have one of those standalone Thursday games. Yeah. When the Thursday game started, the media uh, was like, eh, this is unfair. And then I, and I called a couple uh, coaches, and I said, what do you make of it? And they said, well, you don't hit that week. Mm-hmm. You've already done the prep in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So some players look at it. Veteran guys look at it like, I might wake up a little sore Thursday, but it's almost like a second bye. Yep. Is that how you looked at it? Yeah, you just had to get through it. Uh, you know, when you knew you had a Thursday night game, there wasn't going to be any uh, physical practice. Everything was walked through. It was a very mental week, which kind of resembles like a bye week. So, you know, you have to get through it. And, and it does suck, especially the older you get, because, you know, you need those days to get, to get your body right. But, you know, as long as you get through it, and it didn't matter what kind of game you played, as long as you got away with a win, that's all that mattered because then you had a three-day break. You had another, you know, baby bye week. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with that. You can take it as like a, a baby bye. That's what we used to call it. Yeah. The, um, you know, it's interesting. I watch C.J. Stroud's been terrific. He's, he has. Like, wow. And I, I ask all guys this. Quarterback's different because, as you know, you played it in college. It's, uh, it's not only cerebral. Because all positions, there's memorization of plays and choreography. But there is a, um, beyond cognitive, there is a uh, confidence aspect. There's a, do you see the field? Can you take the hard coaching? Um, it's, it's the windows shrink. I mean, by the way, college or pro, there are certain things you probably did at both levels that you knew your body could do or not do. Then all of a sudden you go to the NFL, it's like, well, people aren't open. They ask you to throw people open. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a terrible throw in college and high school. You don't throw into coverage. Are you surprised um, when you watch C.J. Stroud? Do you look at that? Even Tommy needed a year to figure it out. Burrow, most guys need a year. Are you surprised by, like, and he doesn't have great personnel. Tank Dell's a nice player, yeah. obviously. But do you look at that, and how is he doing it? What, what sticks to you on a guy like C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I, I, I want to apologize to C.J. Stroud because... As soon as he got drafted, I'm sitting there looking like, oh, another Ohio State quarterback. We already seen this a few times. Right. Because when you, you play at a, a school like that, you have the best players. By far. So you, it's hard to evaluate that position when you have, you know, the best receiver in the country going against, you know, Louisiana Lafayette of the <laughs> tech industry a couple weeks of the year. So, you know, it it, it was very surprising to me, but they've done a good job of keeping things simple. They've done a good job of play caller to quarterback relationship where yes. it seems like he always knows where to go with the football. That's right. This It seems like his one first read to his second read is there or there, and then that's it. You know, it, he never very rarely has to get to his third read. So I think it's a product of everyone in that organization. Nick Casario doing a really good job of getting guys over there. Uh, finding that, you know, that C.J. Stroud. We all, at the beginning of this thing, was like, we're like, um, Bryce Young's, you know, everyone was talking about Bryce yeah, Young's boy moved. genius. Yeah. He's like Seth Cur- Steph Curry on the, on, the, on the football field. And you, you didn't hear much about C.J. Stroud. Everyone talked about that test score. Well, you know, he looks really good. And, and 
it's hard to like sit back and, and find a reason why. They just have a good relationship between that offensive play caller and, and, and CJ right now. So it, that's a huge, huge advantage when that relationship is thriving. Like when those guys can finish each other's sentences, that's when you start to see the Brock Purdy's, the Dak Prescott's in his early career. Remember when he first came out? That's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of Dak Prescott. I remember sitting back with Tom when, when Dak was balling, what was it, four, 15 or something, whatever he came out. And we're like, we're sitting there like, what's this guy doing? You know, it, it, and it's, it's a product of finding that formula, and they, they have found that formula, and hopefully they continue to keep on working that because early success is great, but early success creates Expect expectations. Right. So, you know, there's going to be bumps in this road. It's still early. I mean, look at Brock Purdy last three weeks. You know, his first 11 games, the guy's undefeated or whatever, and then, you know, they miss a couple guys. They go three down, and everyone's talking about how he's not the guy anymore. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see C.J. Stroud after that bit of adversity kicks in when, you know, this later part of the season comes because the ball is going to get a lot harder now. Now, this is a weird question, but uh, Taylor Swift is great. Travis Kelsey is great. Yeah. But great. you were also good-looking guy, dated very, you know, in your career. You yeah. had, you know, I don't want to get into your personal stuff, but I, <laughs> I read People magazine. You know, <laughs> you know good-looking guy, and you had – and I always think about this. The, the two things the media never understands about pro athletes, they get traded. If somebody traded me, I'd be like – do I stink? My self-esteem. I'm only worth like uh, a backup producer and a copy editor. Like, I would be beaten if you traded me. I think we got to give players that get traded a little love, but that's not easy. The second thing is, you hear about the football season. You guys are all beat up. You get very little time off. You get one bye. I mean, you're constantly practices film. And I look at Travis Kelsey. I'm like, he's in Argentina. And I'm like... Was he in Argentina? It would do, Taylor Swift. And I'm like, it was, I saw some pictures, and I'm like, when you're a star, and you date a star, and the media talks about it, how do you compartmentalize it? Are you, like, hiding from the paparazzi? How does it work? You know, I, the people that I dated in, when I was playing, they were always very uh, respective of our schedule and, and understood that during football season, you know, I wasn't going to go to Argentina. I couldn't meet you. <laughs> can't, meet you in, can't meet you in Paris for lunch. I'm sorry. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, he's got that compartmentalization skill where if he's out there doing what he's doing, if he goes out and he's performing, everything's okay. But I tell you right now, you know, the first game you go out after coming back from Argentina, your eyes are a little droopy <laughs> at the, the media. Drop and, and a ball. You drop a ball. I never wanted to put myself in that situation. So, like, that's that's a tough, that's a tough, it's a tough thing to balance. You know, the personal life with with football life. Okay, so I was a very selfish boyfriend. I apologize to all my, yeah. you know, the girls that I dated throughout my career. Well, but like, I had one thing on my mind, and that was football. You know, and I wasn't good enough. Like Travis is good enough where he could go out and. Do all that. So I couldn't do that. I had to be in a mindset, and and they had to understand that. No, I mean, seriously. That's tough. Oh, that's why I ask it, seriously. Is that uh, and Andy Reid and Belichick are demanding high IQ intellectual coaches. Yeah. So it's harder than just, this is not, 
this is not your typical culture. Like, Kansas City is a, they move off people. By the way, they've rebuilt their O-line, their defense, their receiving core. This is an evolving, and Andy's one of the most creative coaches. You could come in on Tuesday and get a game plan that's a lot. Yeah. Did you, were you even with family members? Your mom, dad called. Were you, was it like, hey, no. I can't talk now? My, my parents and my family understood the sacrifices that you know, I, I made uh, to, to try to play at the highest level that I could play at. I mean, Super Bowl week, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to a bunch of Super Bowls. Right. I wouldn't see my family. I would see my family on Friday. Uh, we, I'd take them out to dinner. And I'd be out of there by 8.30 because I was in my routine. I had to keep my routine to keep my confidence going, to keep my play up. And, you know, guys are different. There's some guys that can go out, you know, and, and be the LTs of the world and right. go out the night before the game and come have six sacks. And, <laughs> you know, there's guys that, you know, didn't do anything. So it depends on the guy you are as long as your play's there. It doesn't matter. You know, Andy Reid, just like Belichick, Belichick, had a way of coaching guys. There were certain guys that I won't say, but they had it like they could do certain things because they were playing at a high level. Gronk. But is Gronk, yes. Gronk, Hernandez back in the day. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but there was, you know, if you were a baller and you had certain things you had to do, he would allow that. But as soon as your play slipped a little, he would remind you. And I'm sure Andy Reid would say do the same thing. Yeah. The, uh, do you – no, we're in Thanksgiving. This is real football. This is when it starts. This is when the real football season starts. Did you like – like, is this the time of the year because Kent State, tough guy, you're a tough guy. Did you always think to yourself, all right, this is the difference between the haves and have-nots? Yeah, this is cream season. This is when the cream rises to the top. This is when guys are going on their playoff pushes or guys are – planning their golf trips, you know, and I was never one of those guys planning golf trips. This is where you got your, your second wind because you just came off a bye. You're hitting November. Coaches, coaches are, are bringing up the intensity in the building because this is when you need to start playing your best football. And, and everyone knew that. You know, we had a good group of guys that knew that. Just like uh, in 18 when we went out to the Steelers, and and we lost on the road in Three Rivers in November. It was like a we had State of the Unions after that. Like guys are sitting there, like guys, we can't do this. You know, we we just lost back to back games in November. What are we doing? We got to get on it and got to get on the horse now. So yeah, this is this is the cream season. If if you want to make a run, you got to start playing your football now. And you hurt now. Nobody's healthy now. Right? No one's healthy. But you, it's it's funny because. Early on the season, you have your excitement because the season starts the first three, four weeks. There's that middle pack of the season, which is like the real grind, that six to ten, yeah. where you know you get a, a banged up ankle, you get a you tear a rib, your shoulders separated, and it starts. You know, and yet you, you have to do things each week to try to make that feel better. It's kind of like NASCAR. How's your car running this week? My car is running all right. It's all, running all right, but by the time you know, you had that sprained ankle for about six weeks. Things are starting to feel good. You're starting to get your football legs. Your body's starting to come around. You get a, We always ha were timed with a good buy in the middle of the season where we could take that. And then that's when your body just, you get like a second wind. You know, and guys, you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if you, you didn't, you know, you, you usually weren't on our team. 
because we, we had a good group of guys, like I said. So this is the time of year where, you know, your body's starting to, it, it hurts, but like you're starting to ignore that pain just a little bit more because you, you're starting to see where you're trying to get. You're starting to see things shape up. You're starting to see the seedings. Are you going to get that by? Are you not going to get that by? How bad do you want that by to get a little extra healthier going into the season or the pre postseason? So this is the, this is the most crucial part of the, the season. Now, every game's important. Every game in the NFL is important. But nothing's more important than playing your best football right now. Did um, after Thanksgiving, we all still have the more teams week. you were on was there? You you talked about something last time, and it stuck with me. You said that every team has a new identity. Mm -hmm. If and I, I remember talking to a baseball player, Jimmy Rollins, once of the um, uh, Phillies years yeah. ago. I did a commercial with him. This was like 15 years ago, and he said, "Man, one idiot ruins a whole locker room." And I'm like, "How the pitchers are down?" He goes. It's a small, small locker room. He goes in Philadelphia. I, mean, I think he said in Philadelphia, our walls curve so you can see everybody. Mm -hmm. One jerk, and he mentioned the guy. He goes, ruins the whole locker room. In all your years in New England, did you ever have what, if I said to you, what was the best locker room? Was there a year it was like you would have jumped in front of a train for every guy? Was there a best room? Uh, that 16 team, I mean, all the, all the Super Bowl teams, that we won were all were all great great locker rooms and and the ones that we didn't where we had really good seasons we had great locker rooms it's just we didn't stay healthy there was only one year in my career and that was 2009 where there were some a-holes on the team yeah and, and that was the only time and and that was kind of like we were getting out of that that 2007 kind of span of team we were getting rid of guys there were a couple guys there that had bad attitudes that were kind of Wanted more money than they probably had a lot of money and, and acted like they had a lot of money. Let's <laughs> right. just put it that way. And, and they were gone the next year, and that's when we started over. And that's when you know, a new crop of guys came up, and that's when the new nucleus came, and, and that's when we started you know, building that, that nucleus. Because you need to have a nucleus of guys where the 53rd guy on the, guys, the, first 53rd guy on the team sees the number one guy working hard. If he sees the number six guy working hard, and he's not working hard, he's not going to make it. So you need to have that nucleus because when your leaders work the hardest on your team, it makes everyone else have to work hard. You know, when you have a Tom Brady, guy who won five Super Bowls, three Super Bowls when I got there, and he's still working the way he was working, practicing the way he was practicing, or, or the Teddy Brewskis or the Kevin Falks, you know, that's what makes a team go. That's what makes the other guys fall in line. You know, Brewski played Desert Storm in Arizona. Yeah. Almost nobody recruited him. And I remember when I worked with him at ESPN, he would come in with a briefcase. And I'm like, I remember telling people, that guy's going to work here. Yeah. Like, he's going to be very good at ESPN. He came with a briefcase every day. I was like, that's not what guys do. Brew. And what was funny about Brewski is if Teddy Brewski is why the NFL's great. If you didn't know what Teddy Brewski did and you looked at him, because he, he, all you guys shed weight. Mm -hmm. when you, you would have been like, oh, he's a pretty fit accountant. Hair, glasses, briefcase. I mean, bigger than guys. Yeah. Brewski, to me, is in my lifetime of watching the NFL, defensive players, is almost hard to explain. Unblockable. I mean, if you looked at him, when I first saw him, I'm like, that's the guy nobody can block? He was a, people don't realize he was defensive tackle in college. 
unblockable in the Pac-12. Unblockable. Um, and then he goes to be a stand-up linebacker, middle linebacker, versatile. Was he that athletic? Yeah. Okay. I, I got him at the tail end. Like, you know. You could beat him on a move. No, nah, I, I mean, I could beat him on a we We lined up once together. It was like OTA practice. Uh-oh, what happened? And we were practicing our stab drill running down the field. And I was lined up with Brew, and I start stabbing Brew. And after the rep, he looks at me and he says, Hey, Rook, you ever touch me again, I'm going to cut your arm off. <laughs> and so I got partnered up with him the next time. And so the next time, you know, Scotty O'Brien, our uh, special teams coordinator, is watching because, you know, I was trying to make the team. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm stabbing the air behind him. And Brew's just like, yeah, good job, Rook. And, you know, that, that was Brew. You know, you don't mess with the Bucks. <laughs> Great seeing you, man. Always a pleasure. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.